Amen. Amen. It's, it's good to be, it, I, lo- I love church. I love being here. I love this place. You know, Shelby and I, uh, Saturday night last week we were here, but Sunday we, we took off and we flew to Tulsa, which you don't, don't ever go there in the summer. In uh, uh, Tulsa right now, you know what? The humidity matches the temperature. And, and stuff sticks together that should not stick together, okay? Just leave it like, they don't have to lick their stamps there. It's crazy. Um, and went to a great church. Uh, you know, we, we were being taught and getting some information. It was awesome. Loved being there. Great church, great worship. Great. But, but uh, online last week was, was amazing. Uh, and so when you're out of town, take advantage of that. Get online and watch. You guys that are watching online today, we're glad you're with us. Don't forget to give. And... Um, <laughs> I should not say this stuff that just flies through my head, but I can't help it. I can't help it. Like, you're looking good. You know that? Why are you alone? Oh, I have to pray about that. Um, anyways, what, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, great church, great word, uh, great insight, great stuff, but there's nothing like being home. Love the fact that we're here. Love this place. Love what God's doing here. And, and uh, I, I just want to, I want to, you know, if I could just get you to just embrace a little bit of truth today. You know, maybe we can, maybe we can change your future. You know, maybe we, maybe we can make your life better. I mean, better than it already is. I mean, could you, could you even imagine having, having more victory? You know, ha- having more victory. How many would like more victory? Okay, you're going into more battles, okay? So because in order in order to get victory, you got to have battles, but that's good because I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times we try to withdraw. You know, we think of trouble, we we think of uh, you know, hardship, we think of uh, of trials and we're trying to figure out how to avoid it. You were not made to avoid it. You were you you were in the you were actually made to pass the test. You were wired to win by God. And if you're going to be wired to win, well then you got to get in in the race. You got to get you got to step you got to lean into the battle. You, you, you got you to gotta walk into the darkness. You know, a lot of, a lot of people think that the church is, is uh, you know, it, it, and sometimes we, you know, I've been raised in church and, and we do some stupid stuff in church, don't we? Can, can we be real for just a minute? Can, can, you know, everybody gets all, all weird here. We do some dumb stuff, okay? And, and to people who don't know God, I mean, they're, they're wondering what in the world is that? And we don't even know. There's, a, there's scripture in the Bible that says that there, that there was large groups of people gathered together, and some were shouting one thing, and some were shouting the other, but, but, the, but the, the group as a mass knew not what they were shouting about. That reminds me of church, you know, because they were having a meeting, and everybody's screaming, and why? We don't know. It's just what we do. Okay, and, and sometimes it's a little odd, uh, and and we, we put up hoops and jump through these hoops, and you're going to be okay. And if it looks too easy, we just set the hoops on fire, and and a lot of times that has nothing to do with our purpose and with God's intention for our life and our destiny. You know, the the reality is is is, is in any situation, no matter what place you go to, right? And, and, and we've all been in places. You know, you're in a place right now financially. You're in a place relationally. You're in a place emotionally. You're in a place, you know, uh, uh, you, we just, we, we're, we're in places. And we've all been in places that we liked and we've been in places that we didn't like. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that in, in each one of those places, there's always two intentions. And, and the Bible says in John 10, 10, uh, you'll just have to trust me on it, I think. But the, in the Amplified, he said, the thief comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. But but I, Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows, 
right? There, there, is, there is an enemy whose intention is to rob you, to destroy you, to, to, to suck the life out, but there's another intention. Jesus came that you might not only have life, and we're not talking about the ability to inhale and exhale, we're talking about life, okay? He came, he came that we might have zoe, Z-O-E is the Greek word, it's life as God has it. We're not talking about some low-level loser life, it's life as God has it. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Man, this is a crazy good life. And he said, I want you to enjoy it. it wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be awesome if we could just get a bunch of Christians to enjoy life? Because, you know, a lot of times in church, it's like we're fighting against everything, fighting against the world. Got to fight against that world, man. Can't let that spirit of the world, you know, don't let that spirit of the world. Well, what are you doing? We're not, I'm not fighting against the world. I'm fighting for the world. Jesus didn't save me to get me out of the world. He didn't save you to get you out of the world. If, if that was his intention, then you'd get saved and you'd be sucked up out of the world. But why you're still here? Because you are God's plan for the world. You know, a lot of us are praying that God would do something. Man, God, I wish God you would do something. He is. And you're it. The enemy wants you to think. The enemy wants you to think that, you know, that, that it that God's going to like come down. It's kind of like expecting the angels to do the river dance in the driveway. You know, but, but God wants you to be the one in the driveway. He, he wants to empower you to, in any given situation. Isn't that what the Bible says? That, hey, I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's going to infuse me with an inner strength. Man, you, you got to get this today. Man, you, you're not just free to vote. You are free to humiliate hell. You, you are free. It, you, you have been positioned by God. That's what it means to be blessed, to be positioned to win or succeed. God is blessing you. He's positioning you to win and succeed. But sometimes God will position you in the strangest of places. And we're under the impression, because we're not... Well, he calls us sons, the sons of God. And, and ladies, today you're a son of God. I mean, if us guys got to be the bride of Christ, then you have to be the son of God. Okay? So he calls us sons. We are sons. Look at somebody say, I'm, I'm a son. Okay? But he calls you son. My dad used to tell me, I call you son, but it's not because you're bright. Okay? Here's the deal, is that we're sons, not because we're really bright, but because we're his children right? And, and sometimes we're not, we're not real sharp uh, because we, we look at situations and we think it's about the situation. And, and uh, you know, we want out of there, uh, but, but yet we did raise our hand and say we wanted victory. So why we're trying to avoid battles is odd, isn't it? it you know, hey, if you, if you want to be a winner, don't you have to have some competition? You know, anybody can swing by the trophy shop, you know, and, 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 and just order a trophy and get a plaque and engrave it with whatever you want. Who cares? Put it on the shelf. Make it a big one. But you know inside that all that represents is 35 bucks. But God's equipped you to win in every situation. In Joshua chapter 1, it's like in the first four or five verses, it says, every place the sole of your foot treads, I'm going to give it to you. Think about that for just a minute. God's taken you places. 
And you're being led by God to places. And a lot of times when you're being led by the Spirit, you end up in places that you would have never gone had it not been for being led there because you just wouldn't go there. You, you know, because our, our head's so wired weird that, that, that we, don't, we don't, you know, it's like Stephen was preaching last week that, that you know, our perspective is, is a prison instead of a passport. And, and, and we're trying to avoid the very thing that God's equipped us to, to, to thrive in. You know, you have more life than death. So it only makes sense that God would send you into situations that, that are enveloped with death. Because you got more life than death. It, you know, it, it, it only makes sense that God would send people who are connected to the Prince of Peace into situations that are nothing but chaos. Why? Because you got more peace than chaos. See, remember when Jesus took on the sins of the world. He took on the, the sins of the world. He had never tasted sin. He never had anything to do with sin. He was perfect. He, you know, he, was, he was sinless. But he took on the sins of the world. And, 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 and it's like, you know, having never tasted that before. Could you imagine? How many of you have ever been to a Brazilian barbecue? Only, wow, we got to get some of you guys out and, and, and go to a, you know, fly. I tell you, the best one's in, in Dallas, Fort Worth area, and, and it's called the Texas uh, Brazilian Barbecue. It's like a really hard name like that. Uh, there's other ones, the Fogo de Chao or something like that. Uh, okay, in, in Dallas, dude, no joke, the salad bar is about the size of this room. And, and I'm not talking about leafy romaine, okay, that's there. But we're talking meats and cheeses and stuff that you ain't never even seen or heard of. Hearts of palm. Oh, my God. Who likes hearts of palm? You people need to go to a foodie club. We're going to start a foodies club so that you can start eating something besides whatever it is that you're stuck on. Okay? Because we're talking amazing. And then they come around with these, with these giant skewers. You have these tongs on your table. And they, ha and they have, it's, it's no, not joking, it's like 24 types of meat, shrimp, chicken, steaks, uh, and, and it's cooked over open flame. And they come by, and these guys are coming by, and, and you have that little disc. If it's green, they're stopping, and all of them, all 24 of them, and they're cutting off chunks, and you're grabbing it, and you just, dude, when you leave there, when you leave there, you have gained 22 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like the, the, the magic spot for anybody doing Atkins, it's like, oh, dear God. And, and it's like heaven. And, and, and what's crazy, it, it just goes on and on and on. See, Jesus taking on the sin of the world, it'd be like him going to a Brazilian buffet by himself, but he has to eat the whole thing. And he had never, meat, and that, that was never part of his diet. It, but he did it for people that, he, he took on sin for people who, who had a daily diet. That's, that, that was their lifestyle. That was their, that's all they had. And he, he took that on. And see, sometimes we end up in these situations and, and, and the pressure and the weight, and it's like you can taste it. You know, it, it, uh, you know it, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. Who's tasted depression before? You know, okay, but here's the deal is you've been empowered to spit it out. You, you, don't, you don't have to just feast on it. You know, okay, sorrow, you know, the, the loss of a loved one or, or, or uh, you know, the, uh, you know so the breakdown of something you had your hope in and sorrow comes, you're going to taste it. But you, see, if you're smart, you spit it out because I have more joy than sorrow. See, uh, and, and I have more peace than chaos. 
And, and I've tasted lack, but let me tell you something. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And, and, and you can spit that out and you can embrace the, the reality and use what God's done for you. And you can be the one that's carrying life into situations that until you got there, all they knew was death. Yeah, I, I think that this place, that this place, it ought to be a place of hope so that when people who are without hope, you, you know, when they come here, they experience hope. And, and that there's nothing but hope here. I mean, if you're in a bad mood, stay home. Last thing we need is some unbeliever showing up and finding a hopeless believer. You know what? You can taste it. Just don't make a steady diet out of it. He said, every place you go, I'll give it to you, but you're going to have to own it. You're going to have to own it. And, you know, in, in the Old Testament, when they were possessing land, they had to drive out the enemy. They had to, they had to till the ground. They had to cultivate the ground. They had to, they had to sow seed. You could have the land. I'm going to give you land, man. I'm, I'm going to take you in a land flowing with milk and honey. But you had to invest your life in it. I'm not giving it to you just so you can waste it because God, God's not a waster. He's like the ultimate uh, uh, steward. And he said, I'll give you every place that you're willing to go. If I can get you there, you can have it. You can, you can have dominion. That You can have authority there. And, and if you know the truth, see, if you know the truth, remember what John said, if you know the truth, it's the, that knowledge of that truth will liberate you, and it'll make you free. And, and, and see, and that's what they were talking about in James 1 and 2, when he said, hey, anytime you, you end up in a trial, man, don't be like the world. Don't, don't, you know, spit that depression out. Spit that, spit that, you know, brokenness out. Yeah, you've tasted it. Spit it out. Consider it joy. Why? Because you know what's happening. You know that you end up in, in situations and, and you know what's happening. See, he said, uh, uh, you know that the testing of your faith See, here's the deal. The testing of your faith is going to produce perseverance, right? And, and you know that when perseverance is complete, you're going to be mature, and you won't be lacking anything. But a lot of us believers are under the impression, like, if, well, if God's in my life, shouldn't everything be easy? No. He can put you in the hardest situations, but you'll just keep rising to the top. Why? Because he's in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has quickened your mortal body. You know, there were some people who came up against, uh, uh, you know, the, the people of God. And, and it's in the, uh, you, you need to go, like, read the Bible. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 20, a lot of people, well, the Bible's boring. The Bible's not boring. You're boring. You know, I'm telling you, man, the Bible's full of stuff. And he said, now, Ben Hadad, and, and I wish I had a bunch of time because I'd love to talk about Ben Hadad. <laughs> By the way, if you're having kids, looking for kid names, here's some cool ones. Okay, Ben Hadad. It was the king of Aram, mustered his entire army, and he got 32 other kings, their horses and chariots, to join him. And he's going to come and he's going to wreak havoc because, uh, hey, we don't like these children of God folk. You know, we're, we're get, I don't know what it is. The, whole, the world has always been against biblically-based family. You know, they, they, why? Well, because you make the rest of the world look bad. But again, you're not fighting against them. You're fighting for them. And you're going to show them hope. But they came, and, and, and they besieged Samaria, and they attacked it. And, and, and he sent messengers to the city, uh, to Ahab, the king of Israel. And, and think about it. These messengers show up, and they, 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 you know, they, they rattle, I don't know, they ring the tent bell or whatever. And they get his attention, and they say, this is what Ben-Hadad says. And just well, Go back that one verse and hold it there for a minute. Because I, I want you guys to understand something. that You need to know the voice that's speaking into your life. 
See, because that's why you got to be in the Word, because a lot of times you'll hear something, and, you know, we can make anything sound like Bible. Come on, can't we? <laughs> God helps those who help themselves. That's not in the Bible. It's opposite of biblical truth. God helps those who help others. I better not stay there either. Good Lord, the time is flying, isn't it? This is what Ben, know, know, know the voice you're hearing. Know the voice, because you, you know what? If you're not careful, you're going to let the wrong voice direct your path. This is what Ben Hadad says. Look, look at what he said. Your silver and your gold are mine. Wouldn't you just kind of have a problem already? <laughs> okay, I know there's a bunch of you, and you're going to wreak havoc here. But, but, you know, you kind of got to get this in context because here's this guy with all these other kings, all these other armies, and he's going to, you know, we're going to wipe out the, the nation of Israel. And, and, and the king's hearing this when he says your gold. He's talking about, hey, king, your gold and your silver. That's what I'm coming for. See, in the enemy, that's where he starts his, 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 his battle, isn't it? He comes after you, after you and yours. And he said, I want your gold. I want your silver, the best of your wives, your children, they're mine. Look at what the king says. King of Israel said, just as you say, my Lord. See, because sometimes we give up our very essence under the impression we're saving somebody. You, just to keep the peace. Just to keep the peace. Well, that's going to last about 32 seconds. Some of you need to take a stand and have a 32-second fight so you can have 32 years of peace. Look what happens in verse 5. Look at verse 5. The messengers came and said, this is what Ben-Hadad said, uh, uh, and I want your silver, your gold, your wives, your children, and, and uh, about this time tomorrow, I'm going to send my officials to search your palace. And he, so they go back and they tell him. He says, okay. And he says, that was too easy. So go back and tell him, I'm going to send my officials, and they're going to search your palace and the houses of your officials. And they'll, they'll seize everything you value. We're going to turn your life into a, into a flea market, to a garage sale. We're going to come get anything we want if we think you value it. See, that's the enemy's next step. See, if he can catch you in your weak spot, if he, if, if he can get you, well, I, I just don't want to fight. You want my gold? Take it. See, some of you guys, when it comes to tithing, you just ain't up for the fight. But you give it over to the enemy. Just so it's easy for you. And when it's easy, guess what he comes back for? More. I'm going to seize everything. See, some of you guys are too easy. You're, listen, it's a holiday weekend. I want you to leave encouraged, and I think you will, but you're going to have to live through this part. Okay? <laughs> you're too stinking soft. Man, the enemy tells you stuff, and you go, whatever. And, and, then, and, and then it ain't long till he's, he's hauling your kids off. Why? Because you're so soft. You, you wouldn't take a stand. You wouldn't tell the enemy, get out of my house. Man, as for me and my house, we're serving God. We're going to live God's way. We're going to do it His way. We're seeking Him first. 
Well, you're going to lose your silver. You're going to lose. No, I'm not. God's going to increase my life. Verse 7. The king of Israel, he got some people together, thank God. And, and he said, this is what the man's, this man's looking for trouble. And uh, he, he's, he's coming for all my stuff. And I didn't even refuse him. Look, look at the next verse. Uh, and the elders said, what are you doing? Don't listen to his demands. Don't listen to his demands. Do we got verse 9? Uh, he replied, tell the Lord, my king, your servant will do all that you demanded the first time. But this, why? Because I have some integrity. Uh, but but I, I ain't doing this other thing. And they took the answer back to Ben-Hadad. And Ben-Hadad sent another message and said, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if enough dust remains in Samaria to give each of my men even a handful. And the king said, well, you tell him, one who puts on his armor shouldn't boast like one who's taken it off. He, uh, so now they're in this stupid war of words. And basically what happens, let's just, let, let's, there's a verse like down 20-something. Drop down there for a minute. First uh, Kings 20, 20, look at this one. Uh, okay, so these guys, they, they, they go to war, God delivers them. Okay? God gives them this insane victory, which he's going to do for you too. But the enemy said, they got together after they got their hiney handed to them. They got, how in the world did, that, did those people destroy us? We had, we had extra kings, extra horses, extra chariots. We had all of our forces. How did they win? And they said, well, their gods are the gods of the hills. That's why they're too strong for us. But if we fight them on the plain, we'll be stronger than them. And see, a lot of us in this room today, we live with the same mentality that Ben-Hadad had. That, well, God's really awesome on the mountaintop. That's a place I can celebrate Jesus. See, you, you get the income flowing. You, you, you get the cars rolling. You know, you make the bikes shining. You make, have the people high-fiving, and God is good. But you get on a plane on everyday life where there's like some challenges and speed bumps and stuff like that, and we don't have the same attitude towards God that we had at the high place. You think the attitude weakens, I'm telling you, the attitude shifts dramatically from a mountaintop to just the plain. The everyday life of the average believer is pretty much disgusting. On the mountain, in here, in the middle of worship, and they're putting the words up that you've forgot all week, and you're feeling the feelings that you forgot all week, and, 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 you know, and, and you're elevated to the place that you didn't live all week, and it's easy to shout, Freedom! Then you hit the parking lot. And, 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 a, and a tire's flat. How did that happen? Simple. The air went out the tire. You, 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 you wait too long. You wait too long. And a jack-in-the-box drive through Well, I think you're nuts for even going there. Why? Because they don't cook it till you order it. Of course you're going to wait. You know, too many people at Costco. And now your, your attitude of victory shifts. And you look like somebody who doesn't even know God. Now wait till you hit a valley. You think the shift from the mountain to the plain is dramatic? Wait till you hit a valley. God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why would you do this to me? Why would you test my finances? Why? Look at everything I've always given to you. Why would you test my relationship? I, I mean, I married that person, didn't I? And they don't deserve me. <laughs> I 
Hey, that's a true statement. Shelby deserves much better. But I'm her gift. I am your gift. You know what a gift is? Something given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. You don't deserve this, so feel better, okay? <laughs> Isn't it crazy that our shift is so all over the place? God's testing my finances. God's testing my marriage. God's testing my relationships. God's testing me. No, no, no. Your money's not being tested. Your relationships aren't being tested. Your mind's not being tested. See, you forget what you know. He said, when you hit those hard times, get happy. Some of your translations actually say that. Get happy. Begin to rejoice because you know this, that your faith, when it's tested, he ain't testing your money. He ain't testing your relationship. He ain't testing your nothing. He's testing your faith. He's putting you in, in positions that are just overwhelmed with darkness. Why? Because you are light. See, it's funny to me that the church acts all weird because it's, get, it's getting so dark in the world. It's getting so, darkness, is, darkness is everywhere. Dark, do you realize the darker it gets, the better you look? I mean, even a dimly lit candle can be seen if it's dark enough. You, you know, Donnie Channel, uh, he was up here singing this morning. Donnie came to my house the other night, and he had a flashlight. It's really cool. It's about about this long, and, and, and he turned it on, and he stretched the neck out, and it got this little tiny pin, went from really wide to really small, and we could see, like, like clear as day, that point, just out there. I'm talking hundreds of yards away, and it's like, it was so cool, I got online and ordered one. Serious. I, I went in the house, eBayed it. There it is. Send it. The next day, they delivered it. I'm like, the dude with the flashlight has to be somewhere at the end of my street. And it showed up, and it's like, it is amazing at night. During the day, not so much. I mean, you can tell it's got something, right? I mean, if you look right at it during the day, you, you know, is, it, is, is, is that the truth? You know, when I shined it in your face, you could tell it was on. But, um, but at night, it's impressive. Uh, see, when God leads you into places, he's under the impression that you walk by faith, not by sight. And that you will actually obey, because that's what faith is. Faith isn't just believing regardless of the circumstance, but it's obeying regardless of the consequence. So he assumes that he can take you any place. Because he said the soles of your feet, every place I put your foot, you can own it. I'm about ready to go Pentecostal. Every place... I put your feet, you're going to own it. And if it's a hard spot, make it a bigger party. Because you know that as you obey me, that's going to cause perseverance and endurance to grow. And it, it won't be but just a second, and you won't be lacking the thing that the enemy's screaming you ain't got. Because see, the enemy's going to scream that you ain't got it, but you ain't going to be lacking nothing in just a moment. Because you know that when, when, and if you don't know what to do, you can ask God for wisdom who gives to all men liberally and he don't hold any of your faults against you even though you might have tasted depression. Spit it out and, and, and open up your mouth and, and, and begin to celebrate. Why? Because I have empowered you to win and succeed in every place. 
Every place. The sole of your foot. Look what John said John, in John 1. He's, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. By the way, if you just got saved, start your Bible reading in John. If you just led somebody to Jesus, start them in John. Don't send them to Matthew. That first chapter of Matthew is murder. <laughs> A lot of baby names. Okay? But whoever Hesedekadek is, yeah, I don't know. But it... In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, everything was made. Without Him, nothing was made that has ever been made. In Him was life, and that light was the light. Okay. How do I shine the light? I want to be light in the darkness. Well, it's the life. See, that Jesus came that you might have and enjoy. It's Zoe, God life. That in the middle of any situation draws the attention of that's better than this place without that. Okay, you've never been to a Brazilian barbecue. You've never had hearts of palm. Anybody ever gone camping? Okay. Anybody ever mess with a lantern? Oh, yeah. Oh, you hear that now? Oh, yeah. We got some men in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that, I know that kerosene lantern. Yeah. As a kid, we, we'd camp, and the, the lantern's there, and we'd be messing around, hanging around the campfire, doing whatever. I wouldn't even notice until I'd see my dad go to the lantern, and that little plunger thing, you know, you'd unscrew that thing and he'd pull a plunger out and go. <laughs> and you'd hear the lantern go. And it'd get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And pretty soon you're going, good Lord, that thing's bright. See, that's what you need. You need somebody to step up alongside of you. Come here. You need plunging. <laughs> so you can go. So that in the place that you are, the light can be seen. That life with God is better in this place than to be in this place without God. God, why are you doing this to me? Because you said, use me. I give you my life. I surrender everything. See, the story, the story, I hate to tell you this, the story, it ain't about you. You're not the main character of the story. That's why I really love John. You read about John, John's always in the picture, but the story's never about John. Is about Jesus. See, you, you know, if we would just do life God's way, do you know how much better life would be? Do you realize that if you just do, here, I mean, think about it, marriage, and God's kind of like into marriage. You know, he instituted two organizations, one, the church and, and, and marriage. He compares marriage to the relationship between Christ and the body. 
Okay? And, 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 and so there's instructions that come with it, you know, so that you could do it God's way. And if you did it God's way, you get God's results. And it's so funny to me because people struggle with marriage. Over half the marriages in America today don't make it. Well, well why is that? Because we've tried it our way, not God's way. And, and, and God gave us instructions, and oh, man, I just don't know what to do. I, I, I'll talk to the men for just a second, and I'll, I'll let Shelby or some of the gals speak to the ladies. you got your role. But men, check it out. If you want a God result in your marriage, you got to follow his instructions. I mean, instruction. He only gave you one. Husbands, love your wife. Is that sound effect supposed to be there? It's kind of... Well, how did he love his wife? You know, husbands, love your wife. Like Christ loved the church. Okay, how did he do that? He died. That's all you got to do. You take yourself and you say, I, I, I'm not the main character in this story. I don't know why that's so hard for us. And sometimes at church, and, and I'm a faith guy, but sometimes at a faith church, we leave thinking that the whole thing's about us. That God's going to bless me. God's going to strengthen me. God's going to touch me. God's going to anoint me. God's going to use me. It's all about, the, me is so often used. And you got to get this, you got to wrap your heart and mind around this thing that you, you, it ain't really, you're not the main character. You can be, but your story is going to be short and unimpressive. But if you can let him be the, be the main character, see, it's about him. And if you can let him take you and, and put you, you know, in, in a store on Washington Street selling wood and, and, and helping people build stuff, but if you can let him, if you can let him shine in you there, my God, you're powerful. Hell is having a, a, a panic attack right now. You know, if, if you can, if you can be a cop and, and that, that hauls a, 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 you know, a German shepherd around and and serves the body in the in the city, but but Jesus is in the car with you. If you can own that place, yeah, you you can you can even be a crazy dude they call tornado. Operating a crane. This elevating still, and you got to focus and keep people alive. In a high pressure situation, but what would happen if you'd go to that place and own it? Never going to complain about the place that I'm at ever again. Going to own it. Why? Because he's empowered me. You know that when Jesus, we doing okay? You know when Jesus, when Jesus defeated the enemy, I mean, he literally, he, he literally humiliated him. He, 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 went, he went and got the keys of hell, sin, death, and the grave, hand him over. And he's walking out with the keys and he stops and, and he turns around and says, hey, by the way, give me your armor too. The Bible says that he made a show of him openly. He, he undressed him in public. He stripped him of his... You, you know what that means for you? That hell has no defense against a faithful believer. 
Hell can't stop you. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a servant, slave to fear. I'm surrounded by loving Father and songs of deliverance. The greater one is on the inside of me. No matter where I put my foot, he gives me authority. I'm not trying to get out of trouble. I'm actually going to create some. David said, the Lord is with me in trouble. He literally said that. The Lord is with me in trouble. Well, why are you trying to get out of trouble all the time? Because a lot of times you got yourself out of trouble, but you also separated yourself from the Lord. Because you couldn't take the heat, you couldn't take the pressure. No, because you wouldn't persevere. Because you forgot what you know. That every single time the faith is tested, perseverance grows. And when perseverance is complete, you won't be lacking. You are made for this. You are made for the place you're at. I said, you are made for the place you're at. I said, you are made for the place you're at. You're called, anointed, empowered, infused. You're ready for and equal to do anything that's coming your way. Christ is infusing you with inner strength. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're not, you're not beneath, you're above only. You might have tasted depression, but you can spit that sucker out. You might have tripped, but you can stand right back up again. Because God ain't going to hold none of that against you. I, I want us to pray. Go ahead, just be seated just for a minute. Some of us, instead of running to God, we've ran from Him. We didn't even know it. We're just trying to get out of trouble. We're just trying to get to a, to a place of ease. We, we, just try, no, we, we, just, we just wanted peace for a minute. But we moved from God instead of towards Him. Today, we're going to take a giant step toward Him. So we celebrate independence. As a nation, we're going to offer total dependence to our God. See, I'm free to give myself wholly to Him. I want you to close your eyes. Some of you, you're in this place today. And as we pray this prayer together, you need to make it your prayer. I'm begging you, make it personal. You need to surrender your life to God. You need to take yourself out as the main character and let Him come and take his role. So you need this prayer to be yours. And I won't call you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. But if you're here today, you say, you know what, Tom, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get my life right with God. I'm giving myself over to Jesus. I, I, I want him, no matter where I am, I, I want him to teach me and to guide me and to strengthen me and, and to empower me that, that every place that the sole of my foot goes, I, I'm willing to own it and, and, and to be that lantern that lets the light shine even in the darkest of places. If that's you today, while nobody's looking around, you're going to make this your prayer? I just want to agree with you. Would you just hold your hand up real high so I can see it? You say, that's me. Thank you, 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 thank you. It's awesome. 
want everybody in this place pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Now use my life for your glory. Shine through me. That those in the dark would see your light through my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys. Give God one more big, big praise.